Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Audio Roulette Podcast, only podcast on the internet. Uh, I didn't think of a clever thing to say for this part. I think you just made a lying statement, because we're not the only podcast on the internet. <laughs> um, welcome to the only podcast on the internet where we... Fuck, I didn't think of anything to say. <laughs> I'm just straight vibing. Um, this week, I am not alone. I am joined by the Magical Spoon. And uh, we are going to be doing once again what we did the last time we were together. Which was, we each give each other an EP or album to review. And then the other person listens to it. And so we do two reviews in a row. Which is yeah. crazy. Uh, let me... I gotta grab my water bottle. Thank God I have a six foot four wingspan. <laughs> but, before we get into it, how was your week, Soap? Pretty, pretty good. Pretty lit. Pretty average. Did you and uh, Tonita work on the truck anymore? Yeah, we did. Made progress. There are only... Two spark plugs left. We were going to finish it this morning, but then he got stuck with the morning shift at his work, so that didn't happen. Gross. We're close. Damn. Yeah. Uh, what's next on the agenda when you finish this? Well, we got to get the spark plugs done. We have to get a, a new air filter installed, do those. Um, then the other things are just like a real a couple of minor things and then he can get it inspected and then once we pass inspection he can get the car in his name um because he has till tuesday to get the car in his name before he starts getting the late fees so huh nice bit of a problem yeah that's one i i did work on my truck too i got a new headliner hey yeah no more staples (laughs) it's slick black and i'm like damn son Making me feel some kind of way. Pretty, pretty solid. But uh, yeah, I'm buying a new grill for my truck. It's like sixty bucks on Amazon. It's the exact one that I have on mine, just new. So I'm gonna get that. And then cool. now I get to do lipstick repairs, make it look sexy. But cool. all right. So last time. I started with skins because I was just, you know, so fucking hyped to talk about it. This time, we're going to let you start. So what did you think of Nicotine by Trevor Daniel? So I listened to this album twice. I had listened to it the first time when we originally planned on doing these uh, last week, but then both of us got totally messed up scheduling-wise for that to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I listened to it then. And then I just listened to it again, like, two hours ago. I had two very different experiences. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to go, like, with the first one, and then maybe the second one here. I'll kind of just go in between the two. So, initially, I was very not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. My initial score was going to be, like, a four. What? What? <laughs> shit i i don't remember what i was doing when i was listening to it but i think i think i was just annoyed 
<laughs> like everything and i was just like this is stupid music i don't know this guy is stupid and like <laughs> that was pretty i think that was about about my opinion of the thing there i was like i can't name a song on here i just don't like it that was the first one, the first one and i knew i had to listen to it a second time because i was like i missed something like i gotta miss something here well i wasn't like below your socks off amazed it was good Going through this track by track here, um, the opening track, that probably was the track that grew on me the most. I absolutely hated that track the first time. It was just something about the way he said nicotine. It just got nicotine, really annoying nicotine, to me. Nicotine, nicotine, But, you know, it got a good vibe to it there. I was just, mm-hmm. you know, you know it's like, so it's like, it's, it's a solid one there. Uh, Love Sick. That was okay, the first song now. that played on my 19th birthday yesterday. That was the first song I heard, and I was like... I really fucking hope this isn't an omen. Yeah, that's a that's a really bad. That's, it could have that. been worse. It could it have been worse. It could have been something like "She Left Me" by Dax. <laughs> I'm like, I would have been like, oh, cool. Thanks for the thanks for the warning. <laughs> Thank you. Who am I talking to right now? Where is she gonna well, leave? Who? Uh, who? Um, Lovesick was, um, okay. This is probably, like, the least notable song for me. Maybe <laughs> because I, I literally immediately forgot about it after I heard it, and I listened to it, like, two seconds before we started the podcast, and I also still forgot what it sounded like. So, I don't, this song is not bad. I just, I, it's literally not memorable at all to me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Anymore is where I that's where I start to really like things. Mm-hmm. I really like this song over here. It's got it's just I feel it's just kind of got a different vibe over here. The the album as a whole, with taking a little, little bit of what I kind of felt the first time over here, it almost feels kind of like if you mix pop and emo rap, it's got that more like upbeat kind of almost standard ish kind of tone to things to an extent. Mm-hmm. It it's not like super experimental. Like, compared to the previous albums that we've listened to over here, like, this isn't very experimental, but it's just really good at what it does. And so it's got that, like, lyrically more to leaning towards, like, an emo side of things over there. Yeah. Which I like. But with the kind of a more just kind of standard uh, sound to it in general. Kind of I a guess. more pop version of it. Yeah. <laughs> and anymore, I think, is kind of like one of, like, this like the perfect blend of that pop and the emo side of things, too. I think this is kind of where, like I said, the album kind of starts getting into like a in a groove for me here. So that one's solid. I I, I like that um, one a lot for the reason of uh, damn it, hang on, I'm gonna. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, I've been having problems giving a fuck anymore. It's a real big issue. I can't trust anyone. I've been having problems feeling love anymore. I love that. That that part yeah, it's, gets me. That's that's the type of thing that like you just like you have in a car alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, that was that was really good in there. Things we do for love is it's it's one of the more experimental ones here. I'd say to an extent because it almost feels it doesn't sound like a song in that fits the genre of the rest of the album. To an extent, it feels like older. It feels like an older style with like a new twist on it, you know. It feels like a early two thousands 
yeah kind of like rap pop like you're trying to get into pop but you're still a rapper so you're like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little bit of singing and then it's rap it, it works really well but it definitely has like yeah. that more um not as polished feel to me it's more of almost like a you know kind of like a mixtape song yeah mm-hmm yeah, it definitely has that early 2000s feel. Just like the vocal effects, especially on the chorus, oh, yeah. sound older. The and ooh. Yeah, it's like that's so early 2000s. <laughs> so it's – and this is kind of here. It's good for variety sake. I really like this song too. I think it's solid here. Yeah, you you kind of you guessed it right here. Not necessarily for the exact reason as you guessed last time, but I don't have a ton to say. I'm kind of <laughs> kind of like yeah, it's it's good. Um, <laughs> give me one second. I have to listen to to remember. You want the ocean, the moon, or the stars in the sky? <laughs> if you want all of that, all of that, all of that, uh, solid two. It, it, this one is kind of in that same vein as almost uh, anymore, you know. They're in that almost similar. Kind For a of second, I thought you said you gave it a solid two, and I was like, "Damn, homie!" <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a two. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's kind of like anymore, a solid two. Okay, are we going on like a one to three scale, or are we going like what are we rolling with here? <laughs> it like, but yeah, it. It hits like anymore does. Um, it's I like the more strained vocals here. Mm-hmm. Strained adds a adds a bit more intensity, a bit more emotion, um, to it. <laughs> OMG! Funnily enough, was after my first listen the only song I remembered, and it was stuck in my head the entire week. This Dude, song is still stuck in my head. It is so good. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, you do that. They're so bad without even try. It's like, damn, Post Malone who? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, this one I really like. This is... It's definitely, for me, the most memorable and the most notable song in here. The most likely for me to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the rest of ones here. It's really good standalone. Like, this is the type of song, like, if this was a longer album, I'd be like, oh, this was the single that was going to be on the radio, you know? Mm-hmm. And it works. And it's funny because th- this type of delivery I don't normally like, but it works really well with his voice, which is, like I said, this isn't normally, as a whole, it's not a song I would normally like, I think, with most other people. But I think his voice over here really adds a lot with the delivery, and it makes a really good upbeat song like this is just a good song <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's one of those like really catchy songs that it, it would almost make sense to make it a single because then people would be like yeah oh i want to listen to this album uh-huh then you got disaster Listening which to i it. had to listen to it i had to listen to it to remember how it was and that's sad because this is one of my all-time favorite songs on the album. Mm. I like it's got a good feel to it over here. The like the the delivery of the vocals is really varied while keeping like it is like 
it's weird. It's like the same delivery, but the varying speeds at point make it sound completely different. But it's not fundamentally. It a feels different like delivery. it could fit on like an X project, like seventeen or something. Yeah, I could I could see that. Mm-hmm. If you just like had deeper vocals, yeah, it would. Yeah, that kind of. That is one of the things I haven't given a lot of credit to here. I do the high vocal range here is is really good. Like the guy's voice as a whole, I do like this guy's voice. It just sounds good, which is another thing where it's like I can't, I can't say any of these songs are bad or anything because they just sound good. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I can't like point to something and be like, and this is why it's a ten. You know, like it's just like. It just everything sounds good. I think that I can't imagine anybody getting mad at any of these songs. It's just like it's on, and you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's like, oh, this is kind of this is kind of a vibe. I like it. Yeah, it's like they got a good vibe to it there. This like you're like I, the, I think the first time I only had one earbud into. Like here, I was kind of like I was just doing like a mindless task while I was listening to this here the second time. Like both earbuds in, not really paying attention to anything else, mm-hmm. and that really added a lot. Um, is is uh, there's a lot is it is a nice vibe throughout the whole album has a cohesive feel to it relatively calming for the most part i would say mm-hmm. 911 is another one that's like it's not as catchy as omg but it's really close for me mm-hmm. i like the chorus on this one a lot i think it's really catchy it's got a nice upbeat feel to it too um and it does help kind of Having the, the way that things are going right here, there's kind of like a staggered style to an extent. You have like a deeper song and an upbeat song, a deeper song and an upbeat song. So it, it does kind of create a nice variety here. Because I do feel like if you just stretched the same type of song here, like if you had all the upbeat songs in one half and all the deeper songs in the other half, I would get really bored of each half. It wouldn't hit the same. Bro- it wouldn't hit yeah. the same. Breaking them up with each other over here, it makes it to where it's like these are all... It, it also, I think it makes it easier to listen to them alone, first of all. But second of all, it, it does just make a nicer listen as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, Past Life is, like, at points I really like it, and at points it's just really okay to me. It's 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 kind of a strange song from here, because I, I really like parts of it. And then, give me one second, I have to listen here a little more. Well, I was going to say, Past Life is the only song on the album so far that he went and made like a recreation of it, and he did it with Selena Gomez, and uh, I don't like it. I, ah. I, I didn't like the recreation. Call me an elitist, and I want it to stay pure like how it was written on the album, but I was just like, eh, I mean, Selena's good at times but don't fuck up a good song you know it's like uh if juice had like a perfect song and then he decided to throw on like billy alish or something on it and it's like oh yeah it just it's it's weird mm-hmm. yeah i think past life the thing with my problem with it is i think this is the first beat that does not really work with the higher deliveries so when he's talking at a not high range i think it sounds really good and i really like those parts but the parts like specifically especially when he's like perfect perfect it's it's just too high for the beat to me and it sounds really out of place and it like kind of throws me out of it then you get back into it so it's just 
this song is like really up and down for me here. So it's like, because like I really like it at the normal level, like the normal pitch, but whenever he goes higher, I just, I don't think it works quite as well here. No, I, I feel that. I, I could, I like all the songs on it, all for the same reason, but like with Past Life, I can definitely get that vibe. Like the part where he goes, last night is the last night of our past life, where he kind of like fluctuates hard on it. I can see how that could throw people off. Yeah, like it's still it's still good, and I actually like it a lot when there's like that frequent fluctuation. I just don't like when he, especially at the start where he's he's going at like a normal level, and then it's whenever he says perfect, perfect, it's super high in comparison. Yeah, and he just perfect. Com- perfect. It, yeah, it's it's just like whoa, hold on a minute here. Like it just like the beat doesn't quite mix with that. But I really like the beat, and I like the lower parts, so it's like, yeah, it's it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Now Falling it's on to the sounds part. very similar to another song. I have no idea what the song is, but <laughs> I listen to the song. I'm like, I this. I thought it was it Juice World familiar. or something. I thought it was Juice World the first time I heard it on the radio. <laughs> It sounds like a juice, like an emo rap, like XXX song. Well, not XXX because it's too soft for it. But I thought it was like yeah. Juice or Little Peep or something like that. Yeah, it. This one here, like the way, the bass is, I think, a big contribution at that. I'm in a stroke. Um, but the the bass is a lot more of a standard rap bass than the other songs over here, mm-hmm. which gives it a very different vibe as a whole. And this one, I quite like. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would love that one. I knew it. I knew that if you didn't like any of the other ones, Falling would be the one that you're like, damn, I fucks with this. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I think it, it paints a good picture I feel like it's it's a nice it's a really good as a closer over here, and it's solid too. <laughs> it's a matter of like I said, I'm kind of conflicted in terms of giving an actual review here because like I said, everything I can just like say like yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> like this is kind of like my everything over here. I'm gonna say like like seven point seven five or something. Like I think that's a pretty good spot there because there are some standout points that brings it above like seven. Seven in my book, if you didn't know, on all of my rating scales, seven is what I consider average. It's that's I don't consider like five average to be. It's just it's it's I know it's kind of weird. No, because five kind of is like is. really like, low end and seven yeah. is like between a perfect album and just like a I would not listen to this again. Yeah, it's just like Seven, seven is too low for this though, because it has standout points and it has tracks I can go over here. But I also don't, almost don't feel like I'd put it at like the eight yet. Mm-hmm. I could see it there. Like I think that's kind of like depending on how I'm feeling that day. If I really want to hear it that day, it's probably an eight then. So it's like I think the the best spot for me here I'm saying is like seven point seven five. It's good. There's nothing bad on this record, but there's not as much of a standout feel to it here. It kind of feels, um, to me, like a sampler of somebody's styles to an extent. It's not super, like, cohesive to an extent. Like, the things go well together, but it's not like a like a unified, like, story or something like that to an extent. That's kind of, the, I guess, the best way I can say what I'm trying to say here. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's like 
this is the type of thing you have together as like a playlist and you show to somebody and you're like, hey, you need to listen to this artist and like, what should I listen to? It's like, well, here's 10 songs you can listen to. You'll like something out of here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, there's a lot of variance in these songs, which can make for a slightly odd listen, but it makes it really good as a sampler and really shows, um, it shows variety over the type of beats that he can work with and different vocal ranges on varying songs and completely different vibes on songs from, you know, like I said, like the probably the poppiest point of OMG to like the much lower points there of like anymore. Like the the difference is really stark and it works quite well. It's a solid album and I definitely think it's a great sampler, but I definitely think that uh, he has a lot of potential that I think further albums I would like to see progress in kind of a more cohesive direction of kind of a, like, pick a sound or, like, blend them together in a better way. Mm -hmm. So, good. But I feel there's more to come. Oh, definitely. So, what's funny is, uh, so, like, I listened to this because I heard Falling, and it was about two weeks into quarantine or whatever, and I got in my mom's car to go get ice cream for everyone. And I was like, oh, I like this. So I cued it. It's only like a two-minute and 20-second song. Like, it's a short song. Yeah. I was gone for 45 minutes just <laughs> listening cream to was that melted. song. Just <laughs> listening to that song. And I was crying while listening to it. And I went, that's it. I need to listen to this album. And so I went, and he had just released it like two days before when I found it. And I was like, Perfect. Mm. So I went and listened to it. That song has been around since 2018, and it was right before his very first EP called Homesick, which is okay. You know, the songs before that, you could definitely tell, were self-produced. He came out on the scene in, like, 2017. Uh, He's actually from Houston. So... Um, he was working on all this, and it was like, by the time Homesick came around, it's like, okay, Falling is kind of your peak right here because it's a perfect blend of, like, what your skills are and of a beat that's, you know, better. And that uh, Black Bear naturally remixed it and has a verse on it, and oh, shit, that thing slaps. Um, then he does a slew of singles until, you know, Nicotine and everything. Nicotine, I love it. Uh, for the reasons you said, is that there's a song for every mood you're in. You want something that's, yeah. like, upbeat and, you know, you're just feeling good? OMG. That's the one. You play that and, boom, you're in it. You feeling kind of, you know, you know, depressed or, like, you know, love troubles or whatever? Anymore is perfect for that. You want to listen to something uh, that kind of just is – you know, kind of a raw feel to it, listen to Disaster. You want something that's literally going to create an atmosphere and a vibe that's going to match, you know, driving when the sun is under the horizon, but it's still kind of glowing in the sky and you're driving. And so the headlights are just now starting to like really glow, but you have it and you're driving, falling. Like it's very specific stuff. I I gave the album a 10 out of 10. It was actually the very first album I reviewed on the podcast. Yeah, And... It, it was awesome. It was awesome listening to it. And I'm really proud of him because he just made it. He's a feature on Black Bear's new album. And it's like, damn. <laughs> okay, son. But I definitely can see 
the potential and for a debut album it's kind of like what you said about my album where you were like it's a good debut it kind of yeah, spans everything debut. that you can do now i'm ready to see where because you can hear yeah. somebody's style in their first album you can hear it and you're like okay i hope that they're able to take that style and do more with it and so i'm excited mm-hmm. to see where trevor daniel goes with this i'm super excited because he's young he's young dude yeah, you can tell from the picture. Yeah, he he's young, so I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed it. See see how I said it kind of matches the whole punk to welcome home stuff with like it has an aesthetic to every song. Yeah, and you can't I place can what it is. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I want to. One other thing I want to note here really quickly here. So, I think what I described in my first review, which to an extent I still think holds up now. I originally described this year after I listened to the first time, I was like, this kind of feels like a poppier juice world type feel like this does feel it's, it's emo rap. I feel in the vein of juice world. Like the, it feels kind of juice worldy, but it's a lot poppier than juice world would normally be. Mm-hmm. So it has that factor to it there. And yeah, I think I, on my first listen through and then to an extent my second listen through, I flipped between songs being like, you know, like, okay, this feels kind of juice worldy, and then this feels kind of star setty, which is a very strange thing because they're not close at all. But there were points here where I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this star set song, and so on and so forth. And that tends to happen a lot. Star set songs, I, I swear, every time I listen to an album, I'm like, hey, that reminds me of a star set song. Because you love that fucking band. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's got, it's, it's a lot of variety. Um, and yeah, this is this is an interesting thing over here. Like I said, where it's it still has that quality of like it's rap, but it's not quite rap still at the same time. It's it's a lot. It's a nice blending of pop and rap, but it's not it's not pop rap, but it's like a blend of those two genres. It's kind <laughs> like of pop rap is Drake. You it's know, nice, it's not Drake. Yeah, it's nice to see that you know because I remember the day I found out the Juice World died. I was at church. I'm talking with a couple of my buddies, and I literally looked at them and said, this entire genre just got killed off. I was like, Juice World, X, Little Peep, they're gone. There's, the genre's gone. I was like, and it's so sad because there was so much here. Like, they were just, they, they pioneered the genre. And it's nice to see how, you know, what is it, a year later? almost a year later that we're starting to get these artists like Trevor Daniel who's taking his own spin on it but still staying in the kind of vein of emo rap pop stuff and then you have like that guy J-Way that I sent you which shout out to J-Way he's never never going to see this podcast I guarantee it but I got an advertisement for your song uh, hang on I got it right here I got it right here let me pull this up no, I'm not okay. Dude, you call yourself the Black Avril Levine? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you <laughs> That shit slapped. Yeah. It was like two minutes of just a banger. It was good. I've never had an Instagram ad for music that I've actually enjoyed. I just... And this was the first one. And I was like, oh, I kind of need to hear more about this. And I was expecting to go into Spotify. And you know how like Instagram like ups the quality or like makes it louder? So you're like... Yeah. Oh, it's going to slap hard. And then you go in and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, this shit sucks. It's like, uh, 
um <laughs> the uh Tokyo's Revenge song with Josiah. <laughs> it's the 808s yeah. that you recorded on your phone for a party four blocks away. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it felt. I was like, I hear the bass, I know it exists. It's just not in my neighborhood. It's at a really lit house party a block away. <laughs> that's what I was expecting. And I go in and it goes harder than it did in the advertisement. I'm like, oh. Okay. I like this. Yeah, you said that to me. I was like, Dang, okay. So it's nice to see that the genre hasn't died, that it's actually getting the torches getting carried. I mean, you had a, what is it, the boy Leroy that was Juice's apprentice that, you know, was taking, he's doing pretty good with that. Trippy Red's kind of stepping into that a bit more. He's always kind of like teetered around it. He's, He's there, but he's also not. You got little Tekka who did pretty good out of love. That shit was like prime Juice World shit. I was like, ooh, okay. So I'm I'm excited to see. Hopefully Trevor doesn't you know ditch this because now he's getting pop famous, and I hope he Trevor. doesn't just like you know sell out completely and go just pop because that'd be so disappointing to lose it. He uh, is working with internet money though, so hopefully that stands for something. And one last thing or two that you made me think of with emo rap here, I think that emo rap to an extent is kind of a genre that yeah the, the genre died, but I think that realistically i don't think we're seeing a resurgence of the genre but i think that it like came in like a hurricane and just like real quickly like changed the game and then faded away and now like so many little parts of it have been broken up into other things as opposed to seeing just it which i think kind of works to an extent too because i think it is one of those genres that i feel was going to be hard to maintain in a long-term sense Mm -hmm. um but it, cre- it had so many unique elements of it that you didn't see in the rest of rap. And like so seeing a lot of those elements have branched out to completely other styles. Um, I, I think that's, that's kind of, I think I'm, I'm happy with that being the fate of the genre. If nothing else. Yeah. It's kind of like when uh metalcore came out and you had bands that were doing like crab core, like asking Alexandria uh, and well, specifically attack attack when they came on adding like synths and stuff like that and like auto t- like heavy auto-tuned choruses and kind of changed the game and then immediately all of a sudden everybody started changing stuff around that and then when a day to remember got huge everybody was like oh pop punk and metalcore can work together all right let's try this and then you get all these like subcategories of it where it's like scene core metalcore post pop core stuff like this and I'm just glad that the rap game I'm I'm not gonna lie, listening to early two thousands rap, there's not a whole lot that I enjoy listening to from that era because it all sounded so much alike. And Yeah. I, I'm more I'm excited at where rap is now. Like genuinely when a new rap project drops, I get excited. I'm like, Oh, I wanna see what they did with this one. Because now they're experimenting with pop. They're experimenting with trap. They're experimenting with emo. A lot of real instruments are coming into it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think I think early 2000s rap, it was like, it was such a strange period because it had to transition a lot to kind of modernize from the 90s. But nobody really had a direction where to go. And it was like, you couldn't, Eminem had his style, but you couldn't be Eminem. Only Eminem could be Eminem. It was like you had you. It was going to be real hard to do anything gangster related because Fifty Cent was at his prime at this time. You weren't going to be G Unit, like you know. So it's like 
everybody was like trying to figure out things and it just kind of left everybody with like one-off hits and then they faded into the distance that was the early 2000s from uh my kind of looking back on a perspective obviously that wasn't the one really person that i think did a really good job and was actually ahead of his time and i don't think that his own personal projects that he was working on uh his own releases didn't get as much you know notoriety that they should have is Timbaland, the guy who made Dirt Off Your Shoulder, the beat for Dirt Off Your Shoulder by Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. His own personal project, in, like, 2006, he released Shock Value 1, which was all him, and he had a bunch of stuff. He was doing the kind of almost borderline emo stuff. He was, you know, adding pop in. He was doing more of a pop rap kind of style that was not seen during the time. But because he was a producer... And then he was releasing his own stuff. Only dedicated fans were listening. It wasn't something wild. He had a couple songs like uh, Not We Belong to... Uh, I'll never be the same. If We Ever Meet Again. That's the song. He uh, That one kind of got a little bit bigger. But he was definitely ahead of the time where he wasn't this like kind of cookie-cutter pop rapper or early 2000s rapper kind of like uh waka yeah. flocka and stuff like that he didn't have yeah. one-offs he had solid hits that just never ended up blowing up and then now looking at it, it's like damn he was ahead of his time he's doing stuff back in the early 2000s that we're only just now doing in the early 2020s <laughs> which is really yeah cool. I think one of the things, though, too, is that the streaming era has made like it a lot easier to try things because it's really hard to sell a new album when someone has to spend $10 on a CD. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you're already paying $10 a month for Spotify. May as well listen to something new, you know? So it's, I think that's that's given a lot of room for experimentation. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens next. I, I've got an eye on a couple people that I'm just like, hmm... What are you going to do? I'm excited. I don't know if he's going to do it. I'm excited to see if M drops a surprise album again this year. I hope he does. I hope he does. There was Kamikaze and then Music to be Murdered by. I'm excited to see what he does next. Because with Kamikaze, he was going for the throat, and he went hard as hell on that one. And that's one of my all-time favorite albums. Music to be Murdered by, he kind of had more fun with it. So he was doing more experimentation and stuff, which is nice. You know, despite the fact of him, you know, looking down upon like modern rappers and mumble rappers and stuff. I like that he's now experimenting with new beats and stuff. So he's adding more flair to his music, which is really enjoyable to see. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do on this next album or if he ever releases another one. Who knows? Yeah, I think it was in regards to him here. Obviously, you know, I did not particularly have positive opinions in the past couple records. Um, but I think something I really would like to see from him that kind of could have possibly been a thing with Juice World is I want him collaborating with more young artists. Because mm-hmm. I feel that he's in a position now where he can almost kind of have the relationship that Dre had with him. You know, Dre was, everyone knew Dre, and, you know, and he was he was a superstar at the time. And then he kind of took in Eminem, and while he wasn't necessarily a hundred percent, you know, there in like every song or something. It became like an associated pair. It was like, you know, you had Dre and M and then they had that good, 
you know, like co- collaboration with each other. And then M did do the same thing with 50 when 50 was still rapping. You know, he doesn't really do anything anymore in terms of that. Now he's bankrupt. Yeah, he's, he's gone that a couple of times. <laughs> so I, I would like, I would like him to, if he can ever get past his own uh, bias against newer rappers for the most part, which he started to do a little, I think. I think it'd be cool to see him him work with more uh, young rappers there and kind of see how, if he can have somebody who he can really mesh with in the way that kind of Dre meshed with him at the start of things in his career. I that's so I sad. mean, that's huge for anyone's career. Yeah, and I feel really bad for Juice. Like, he finally oh, yeah. had the collaboration, and he died. Like, that just tears and me up. <laughs> the other thing, too, especially... Uh, minor insult here to the to like the hardcore Eminem fans. They're like, screw new rap unless Eminem's given the seal of approval. So it was like that Juice World feature was like pretty much everyone knew who Juice World was, but that that gave a new audience because now the audience was like, oh Eminem says they're good. Okay, we can go with them then. <laughs> like we'll listen to them now, you know. Which is so dumb, so fucking dumb. I, I hate the people that use one person as a gatekeeper for an entire thing. It's like, yeah, M did crazy things for rap. He made it where people like me can do rap and not get yeah. shot. All right. Like, this is dope. This is super cool. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he holds the entire genre in his hand. I mean, yeah. there are so many good. Rappers, which I think is funny is that I listen to more modern rappers than you did because you were still in that Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Tupac. And then it changed. But, I mean, there's so much talent. I mean, you have, yeah, of course, the big ones like Juice, XXX, um, 6ix9ine, which 6ix9ine was more of a gimmick, but he was pretty big during the It was a really effective gimmick. It was very effective, and... We still, need to, we still need to listen to those songs and review them. I'm scared yeah. to do it. Um, I am too. But yet all these – you have these great artists that are coming out that are, like, smaller. Like Little Skies, that guy who made that Riot song I sent you, slaps. Yeah. Little Tekka, you got him coming out. Kid Leroy, you got him coming out. You have Trevor Daniel and stuff that are, like, kind of blending and meshing the worlds. I just – so irritating it's it's like the same people that are like metalcore isn't real metal and it's like shut the fuck up dude just because you don't hear all like for 10 minutes for one song doesn't mean that's not real metal it just means it's a different form of it it's more fun shut the fuck up go listen to your black and death metal that was recorded on a fucking what are they called a little voice recorder things from like the 80s the 90s yeah, like a cassette deck type thing. no like the kid versions of them no, the kid. <laughs> and all you hear is just it's <laughs> like yeah that's real metal that's you did it but on to my review. 17. I was reviewing 17. Um, you were very right. Okay, I'm just going to come out straight out and say it. <laughs> I loved this album. I am kind of becoming an XXXTentacion whore. 
I well, you, was like, you love two albums, and there's, there's so, only three more, technically. Also, I found out what his name means. Temptation. Yeah. I didn't know that. Apparently, there. Uh, it's thought that the reason he did it is because of his like love of porn or whatever, the XXX Temptation. So, I don't know. People also said that it could have been XXX and Temptation on Ghosts. Ghost Smoke Perp or whatever, one of his albums. Some dude. I just looked it up today, so this is just basic front page. Yeah, I knew it was Temptation because it's just in another language. Yeah, it's Latin, which I was like, yeah, that's it's actually really cool. Um, so track by track. Um, I'll wait until the end to do overall because I always do that. I always say I'm gonna wait till the end, and I get a song in, and I'm like, man, I just fucking love this. It's <laughs> a banger of an album, dude. And then I go to the next song, dude. It's just so perfect. <laughs> so the first track is the explanation. I loved it. Like I don't. It's not something that I would listen to over and over again. No, but it's not really fact, a song. Yeah, the fact that he goes in, he's like, if you do not want to come in here with an open mind and understand where I'm coming from, this is literally my mind. If you don't, you're this is not the album for you. I don't want clout. I don't want money. I value trust. And I'm like, damn. All right. I, I'm excited. And then it goes into Jocelyn Flores, which I only heard. I've never listened to the song all the way. I heard it from uh, Praxy on youtube who makes beats and he does like how to sound like blah 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 in under a certain amount of time and he did x and he sampled the beginning part of jocelyn flores and he flipped it into a sample and i was like i really like that but i thought it was only on soundcloud i thought it was only a soundcloud song so i was like (laughs) damn okay well i'm not gonna just listen to it on soundcloud that's no i'm not doing that and here it is and naturally i loved it I love yeah. the like raw kind of lo-fi feel to it. Really, it's not focused on the quality of the song uh, audio engineering-wise. It's focused on the quality of the lyrics and the emotion. And, oh, my God, it's beautiful. I love that. That is my favorite the part. Start, the opening lyrics of X there are the – I'm in pain. What to put these shots in my brain is such a that's such a hard start to a verse. And like, I love it. It's so raw. Nobody uh-huh. does that. Nobody just sits there and goes, "Yeah, I'm in pain. I want to die. Like I literally want to die. I hurt so much. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell no you, no sugarcoating. Like it's just yes. No metaphor. Is- <laughs> no metaphor at all. I'm in pain. I want to put these bullets in my brain. It's like, oh, all right. Well, you got my attention. You yeah. have my attention. Then it goes into Depression Obsession, which is a song that you had already showed me. And yeah. when you were like, it's an like, kind of night. Like and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and again, <laughs> I loved it. I loved that song. I, You were very right in the opinion that I would like it because it has more of a blend of acoustic with stuff. Yeah. You're right. It's right up my alley. It sounds just like shit I'm writing now. <laughs> like, I love it to death. And I, disclaimer to everyone, my late my new EP that's going to be coming out later this year, if it sounds like with acoustic blend or whatever, it wasn't because I listened to X's album first. It was because I was already writing stuff like this, and Soap told me, 
you should listen to this. I think you'll be inspired by it. And I'm like, okay, I fucking am. I fucking am. <laughs> so I was listening to that, and I'm just going to come right out and say it. All right. Um, I was in a good mood before listening to this album. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> and then I got really sad and depressed with it. But so I was listening and I was like kind of doing that thing where I'm driving. So the first time I listened to it was when I was driving in the car earlier to go and do uh, errands and stuff. So I'm like sinking into my seat in like depression. I'm like, oh, okay. And then everybody dies and their nightmares comes. And holy Fuck. Oh, dude, it goes so hard. I was, I was not expecting it. I'm like, okay, I'm in Lowe's with headphones in, and I'm bopping in the middle of Lowe's. I'm like, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, that's right. And a young gonna die in the nighttime. Oh, I'm like, oh, God, I love this. Then Revenge, that sounds like some early 1930s New Orleans stuff. I loved that one. It was so different than anything I'd heard. And the best part, so up to this point, you know, I said that it's like kind of this acoustic lo-fi kind of thing, and everybody's probably sitting here going, oh, it all sounds the same. It doesn't. None of the songs sound the same up to this point. It's distinct. It's distinct emotion. Like, each song is imbued with a different facet of his mind, which is amazing. Then Save Me. Ooh. Beautiful. (laughs) It's like a ballad. Ooh. I I loved it. And it goes straight into Dead Inside Interlude. And that interlude is what I wanted Sunflower Interlude to sound like on my album. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> that is, like, ooh. you just hear, like, the guitar, and you can tell that he was just, he had pressed record, and he was just jamming by himself, and he's just feeling the vibe, and he's, like, going with where the emotion leads him, and he made that interlude. Flawless, perfect place to put the interlude. Just beautiful. Then it goes into fuck love. ho, <laughs> Oh man, you remember how I said, uh, what was it? Bad and, uh, let me see. What was it? Bad and, uh, uh, was it staring at the sky? How I kept doing that on skins. I Uh kept doing that with this song. I was like, oh, this is, I like this. And I'm sitting here going, why is this not his most famous song? Like, I'm literally sitting here going, what? why isn't this? Oh, well, I lied. It's... Yeah, it's it's one of the other blow-up songs. Jocelyn Flores is the first one. Then it was then it was F-Love, and then um, uh, Sad. Like, that was, like, the order of... Sad's at 1.3 billion. It's almost at 1.4 yeah. billion. Fuck Love is at 119, 819 million. God damn, dude. Shit. But, um... So I I'd, I'd never heard of it. And so all the all these songs are new to me. I'm like, why are these not famous? Holy shit. You discovered what 2017 rap was. This. God. Then you have Carry On. Really like that one. That one 
is one of those ones that I just really enjoyed than mm-hmm. Orlando. Orlando was a really good second to last track. And then Ay- Ayala? Ayala? Yeah. Ayala? I don't know how to say um, it I like how they took the piano from Orlando and then revamped it for Ayala mm-hmm. and had it. The final half was the perfect blend of emotion for me. It was the perfect way to end an album. Not on like some ridiculous high note, because coming from the explanation where it's his mind, it wouldn't make sense to end it on a high note. You know, end it on a life is going to get better, or yeah, I'm, you know, I got bitches, I got, you know, something ridiculous like that. He ended it the same way he started the album which was this is the god honest truth of who I am this is my mind right now and for that I I loved it and so overall so overall I enjoy the raw take for all of like the instrumentals the beats everything everything was beautiful I think it's is it save? I think it saved me, or carry on where it has just like the boom, ch, boom boom ch, boom ch, boom boom ch. It's just like this really raw, unedited kick, and really raw. That saved un- me, yeah. Yeah, saved me. Those ones, everything about it just made it perfect, and it's definitely one. There are going to be songs I'm going to listen to no matter what, but it's definitely one when I'm like feeling kind of down or whatever, or it's like late at night and I'm, you know, in that mood, I'm going to listen to this again. I'm going to repeat this. And it's definitely going to be every song. The last two albums I've listened to from him, I have put on my playlist. I've put full fucking albums on my playlist. Because I love it so much. So overall, I'm I'm hitting it again. Ten out of ten. It's <laughs> like I don't I literally don't know why I never listened to these. I mean I know why. I thought he was a dick. So I didn't want to listen to it. Yeah. I was sad I listened to sad. <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn it, I like this song. I think I came back from boot camp and I told you that. I was like, dude. I did something bad. You're like, what? And I was like, I like Sad by X. And you're like, fuck. No. I just hear you. You're like, that song is garbage. It is garbage. And I'm like, I know. I'm no. sorry. I'm so sorry. Go to the corner. And I'm just like, oh, We're playing Smite and you're just killing people as Carrie. And you're like, God, I'm like I'm sorry. I stop go. But this album, like, if I had, if this was the first thing I'd listen to by him, I mean, I like sad, ignoring the lyrics. I really like it. I really like sad. The lyrics are fucked up, but it's good. But if I had listened to like Skins or. 17 first my perspective would have been completely different but 
I think that's the beauty of listening to him now is that, you know, in 2018, I was not in the mood to listen to something experimental or different than, you know, Better Now by Post Malone or, you know, Eminem at that point. Because ironically, it took me until 2018 to actually really dive into Eminem and listen to his discography. And I was like, oh, this is really good. But I wanted stuff that was upbeat. I was like my dad. My dad and I just got into an argument. He doesn't like No Pressure by Logic because he's like, they all sound the same. And I'm like, bitch, what? (laughs) What do you mean? And I was like, it it has a vibe to it, an atmosphere. He's like, the fuck is an atmosphere? Every song has an atmosphere. And I'm like, no, no, it there's a difference. Like, you know, you focus more on the instrumentation on like the environment of the song, like synths and stuff. He's like, your generation's stupid. Why do you guys have to make atmosphere? It's fucking music. And he's like, I want to dance. I want to get in. I'm like, but this one ha- invokes an emotion. And that's what you want when you're listening. He's like, this is fucking dumb. And I'm like, God damn it. Fuck. You don't understand, Dad. <laughs> it's aesthetic. <laughs> and so. See, there's three clouds in this song. There's only two in that one. <laughs> you hear this? You hear this? Yeah, you you hear that? You hear that? Well, the other song that he says sounds the same goes sounds the same. It's a different atmosphere. The one's happier. It has more notes because it's happier. This one <laughs> has less in there in a minor key because it's sad. It's sad. But I was like my dad in that sense, where I wanted something to move. I didn't want something that, you know, made me felt, which is weird because at this point, I loved acoustic songs from like Grayscale and bands and stuff because I like the vibe of them. So I think it's perfect that I'm listening to these albums now afterwards because one, so much time has passed since his death that a lot has come out about what was going on during that time. And the more that builds, it's like, yeah, he was a piece of shit. But he was working on getting better. And by the time he died, he had actually been making reparations for what he had done. Not excusing. Okay? This is a disclaimer. I'm not excusing what he did. All right? You just heard me say he's a piece of shit. He was a piece of shit, and he was trying to change that. It doesn't take away what he did. But he was working really hard. And so listening to, you know, these albums now, you can see where his mindset was. And now that I have more of an appreciation for experimental stuff, I can now say, because I guarantee two years ago, I probably would have listened to this and been like, "Mm, I mean, it's okay. It's not the best. But now that I'm in this mindset and I'm like older and I'm listening to different stuff and I want to feel more emotion than just, uh, I'm sad and just boom. I don't want to listen to just that. I want to listen to, you know, these raw feeling. And so I really relate with a lot of the lyrics that he says on 17. I'm 19 now, but I still relate to what he said on 17. And it's funny because 17 was a very special number to him that he didn't go into huge explanation for. But was he 17 at the time of this release? I think he was. Yeah. Which is funny. 17 was released when he was 17 in 2017. 
seven seven seven. So, yeah, I I really this one was like another perfect album for me because he experimented with emotion this time. It wasn't just I'm gonna experiment with you know beats and differences, kind of like what he was doing on Skins, where it was kind of like a yeah. blend of stuff, or even Question Mark for that matter, where it was like all over the place this one was him experimenting with being raw and open instead of you know saying something dumb which I don't think after listening to his music he never really got that into the talking about drugs and bitches and stuff like that as of now I've listened to two albums from him and on neither of those albums was it talking about him doing drugs and bragging about it he always seemed to have that head on his shoulders of emotion. He wanted to use this to share his pain, his story. So I could be completely wrong, but as of now, I've never, I haven't heard a song where he's talking about, you know, smoking up and banging chicks. It's always been a facet of it. So in that regard, I love this, you know, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 flawless everything there's not it's one funny because as far as i'm aware you still have to listen to question mark in total which is his most acclaimed album <laughs> i know i don't even know what i'm gonna do when i listen to that album am i just gonna like my head's gonna explode <laughs> or is it gonna be something where i'm like not for me not for me and i go and listen back to 17 and skins and i'm like one minute one minute oh <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I, this this album has so many like little things, and all of them just work so nice. They add so much of the little things to the song. On Depression and Obsession, I love that you know it's just the guitar, and then the guitar stops right as he starts, and then he goes back in. Like it, it just it adds so much more than if he just came in on the guitar. The pause, and then the depression, and then it comes back in. And- like that little things like that there adds so much especially speaking on that depression and obsession funnily enough as I said before I originally hated this song all of the little details I just I love all of them the the part where it's like 90% of the audio is on the right side and he just goes and I think I'm just obsessed yeah I love that it's, it's so like, good the way that that you you know you talked about there, the way the dead inside just kind of like comes in and comes out, and it's just like a like a motion like little shotgun type thing in the middle, you know. It just comes in and it's gone, but it it left, you know, like it left a lot. It left an imprint on you, like it was so quick. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he intentionally did that, where he was trying to explain the things that are going to be the mean the most to you in life are going to be fleeting. And they're only going to be here for a small amount of time before they're going to leave. But it's going to leave a lasting impression on you. And I feel like 17 is the epitome of what that means. Where it's like he took all the little moments in his life and he somehow brought them to life instrumentally. Or emotionally or like lyrically or something. And he added all of them in to show you the best moments in life will always be fleeting. But you just learn to appreciate that even more. 
God damn it, why do you have to get shot? Yeah, I I think it says a lot when it's been over two years and he's still the 77th most listened to artist in the world on Spotify. And, no, I'm just going to say it, I'm glad the record label doesn't have a whole lot to fuck with. They don't have anything left anymore. Good. They don't deserve it. I think it. they... They have said that all they have, all they're going to do now is they're going to release some of the songs that were, you know, just on SoundCloud, like Riot. That had been out for years, but it was only on SoundCloud. Riot was pretty good. I wasn't, like, super fan. I should probably go back and listen to it again. Did you hear the little baby song about the Riot or whatever? What, Bigger Picture? Yeah. I I was not a fan of that. I I love that song. Not like, not because of like lyrically or anything. I just, I was not a fan of that one. It was. Do you think? I think the thing is, I just like Little Baby. Like, I, I find it hard to dislike a lot of his songs. That's why, like, you know, there was a huge disparity in our in our review on his album. Mm-hmm. It was like I just, I just like how he sounds lyrically. I loved how I loved what he was saying too. But yeah, I just, I just like how he sounds. <laughs> he really doesn't need to say much to to me to be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, so I am so sorry. I just shoulder charged my microphone. Uh, yeah, so 17. 10 out of 10. Nicotine, 7.75. Y'all should go try them out and then comment or reach out or whatever. Just, you know, make a discussion for what you think of them. And uh, if you have any ideas for albums we should review, let us know. I don't know. What should we do next time? Because try. Okay. So disclaimer, if everybody's like, you know, where's Jables? Why is it Travis on here? Travis is like, I found out today he's on like a tech break right now and he doesn't know when he's coming back. So I'm like, oh. I wish you had told us to. Yeah, that would have been really nice. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we could review next week. I don't know what's released. Since then. I don't think there's a lot of releases right now. I mean, there was Everything Means Nothing, which I reviewed. Um, uh, new releases? Could we... Could we, uh, could we really... Alright, let's, let's check out my new releases then. Uh, release Radar. No... No, no, uh, no, 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 I mean, we could review, no, no, I don't want to review that. There will be something for y'all. Uh, we don't know what it is yet, but there will be something. Uh, whoa, 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 Juice will release a new song? What? You're talking about Smile? Yeah. Yeah, that came out a while ago. Yeah, that came out August 7th. <laughs> Why did I not get notified of it? I follow him, for God's sakes. They they did it weird. They just tacked it onto Legends Never Die. It's after Blood on My Jeans now. Wait, what? God, can they just... I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I have the actual album because I'm like, I just want the album as it came out. Can they please stop, like, giving patch notes for the fucking <laughs> album? Like, what's next? 
Yeah, so uh, in version 2.03 of uh, Legends Never Die, uh, we added in a photograph by Nickelback. <laughs> it was one of his songs that he really enjoyed, um, and we feel like it will be a, a really good song to, like, you know, really, you know, hit hard with it. It's like, fucking stop. I don't want Pat like sitting no. on a throne of money while sitting. <laughs> it's like, look at this, folks. Buy the 25th merch drop from this album. Yeah, go and buy the. So go buy the Patch Notes 2.03 uh, merch drop. The merch is just like slowly getting worse and worse for it. It's like the early drafts of the artwork that were like done on fucking napkins and shit <laughs> they had sold a juice world plastic cup in, in a plastic tray in the last merch drop what is it for fucking lean and <laughs> weed or something or i don't know I what was are like, we... I'm weird. it was like don't tell them about a napkin they'll make napkins they'll do it <laughs> Dude, by the just time we get to the end of the merch, by the time it gets to the end of the merch, it's just gonna be like a little piece of string with like the waveform for like a phone call between the art directors being like, "We need to do a hoodie, okay?" And that's it. That's all it's gonna be. My God, what's next? They're gonna do like the little Starbucks stirring thing for lean. Get your own Juice World Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> It's going to be like, guys, I have a light bulb. Oh, you got an idea? No, I mean, we should make a light bulb. Dude, put Juice's face as the filament, the outline of his face, <laughs> so when people do it, they won't be able to see it unless it's off, but they'll know it's Juice World. Yeah. Yeah. God damn, you're a genius. Next thing you know, it's going to be like a Nokia version ringtone of, like, lucid dreams. It's going to be like a doo-doo, doo-doo. It's like, why? Get a Juice World shoelaces. Can't get a Juice World cum sock. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. So, yeah, we're going to... Juice World bagel. Juice World Bagel. That's it. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Juice <laughs> World Bagel. <laughs> no, no. Legends Never Die Patch Note 2.03. That's what it's going to be called. 2.03. With bagels. With bagels. That's right. We send you a free section of bagels with uh, Juice World's face burned into them. Uh, you get two bagels per album purchase. <laughs> they just get and they're like all moldy and shit. It's like Juice World's got like pus coming out of his eyes from oh, the mold. <laughs> his beard isn't even a beard. It's just mold growing on it. And it's like, Juice World, what happens? Yeah, so we'll do something yeah. next week. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> even it if it's out. just talking about patch notes. Yeah, legends never die. <laughs> um, oh shit, I was supposed to say something. Uh, oh, my new song "Deviant" comes out September eighteenth. Uh, 
pre-orders uh, are available now. Uh, if you go on the Instagram, you can click on my link tree in my bio, and um, you can find it and you can pre-save it. Uh, I'm really impressed with it. The promo video uh, came out really fucking well, and the whole kind of glitch text aesthetic I'm going for with promotion of it is looking beautiful. So, uh, yeah, y'all can expect a lot more, uh, like some teasers and stuff in the next like week or two leading up to it, just little tiny things. So I'm excited about that. Um, I also still got merch. Uh, I had to increase the price of the merch. So it's $30 shirts now or $25 shirts. I can't remember. It'll be something along those lines. Um, but a little more expensive, higher quality shirts, higher quality printing, a little bit more expensive, but it's well worth it. So, um, yeah, at the real Michael Riccardi on Instagram, at real Michael Rick on Twitter, uh, at the real Michael Riccardi on TikTok. My buddy Travis runs it for me, but he's off on a tech break, so it'll probably be a long time before y'all get anything. But all that to say, go and check it out. Check out the merch, Audio Roulette merch is up now as i've said for the last like month but it's finally up you can check that out go and listen to 17 by xxxtentacion go listen to nicotine by trevor daniel give us ideas if you want us to review something or talk about something no politics no politics if you try to politicize us we're going to send a Juice World cum sock to your door. <laughs> Try getting that past customs. All right. Try getting that past customs. <laughs> oh shit! What's this? Oh! Oh! What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's Juice Seed. Oh! Oh no! Hey, 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 why'd you take the sock off of the bagel? No. Oh, no. <laughs> so thank y'all for watching this episode of Body Roulette, and we will see y'all next week. Yeah. <laughs>